And with me is Dr. Rajbans, President of the Malaysian Wellness Society. It is a free clinic, so do give us a call. Good morning, Dr. Rajbans. Good morning. Mariam here has a question for you. My colleague passed away, right? She was 77. My problem is I have hypertension and I'm on Thelmasatin, 80 gram, and then, of course, the Athanatol, and also they give me Amlodipine, Dr. Rajman, 5 milligrams. Now, um, the last time I had my test, it was uh, my blood pressure was 16592. My problem is there is no cardiologist in Moi, I mean Moi, and even the KPJ do not have any cardiologist. There is a physician, it seems. If I'm worried, yeah, is a physician enough for me to consult or do I have to wait for a cardiologist? Dr. Rajbans, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, a physician should be good enough, you know. Uh, she's already looking at uh, ordering a few medication for her blood pressure and it's still not well controlled. I would still want it to be around 140 below and, you know, the diastolic should be below 90. So, this is 160, 92. And, you know, if any stress or anything happens, you can actually shoot up further. So, I think would want her to actually go and see a physician and reassess again what's going on. Is it the medication? Is it the timing? Or does she need to adjust the dosages? Because she's not on full dosage for most of the medications. So, whether they want to actually increase those medication, get her on the right dosage and then monitor her blood pressure. Also, maybe sometimes just checking one off my, you know, Sometimes you just get stressed and anxious, your pressure might go up. So sometimes we do put them on a 24-hour monitor. We call it ambulatory blood pressure monitoring. And uh, that can sometimes show that, you know, especially when you're sleeping at night, the pressure is well controlled. So, you know, there's probably just some stress in the daytime. So all these are things that she has to look at. And I think going and seeing a physician, you don't have to go and see a cardiologist. You can just see a physician and see what he thinks about it. All right. If you have any questions for Dr. Ajbans, give us a call on 039543-3333 or drop us a voice note on our DG Lightline at 0165108888. Now, Chun has a question about leg cramps she's been experiencing while on a medication. We'll discuss that next here on Light. And it's a free clinic with Dr. Rajbans, president of the Malaysian Wellness Society. Chun has this question. She's hypertensive and on hypertensive drugs and uh, she keeps getting leg cramps. So I'm just wondering, is there anything that uh, we can, I can buy to help for her to eat so that the leg cramps will stop? Dr. Jones? Yeah, I don't know what uh, medication she's on. So whether it's, sometimes you get uh, blood pressure pills that are called diuretics, you know, where you actually lose water actually to bring down the blood pressure. And sometimes that can also deplete some of your electrolytes. For example, magnesium, your potassium, sometimes your sodium. So I would want to check and see whether it's any electrolyte disturbances causing a cramps. Uh, if not, sometimes you can just try supplements like calcium and magnesium. Uh, sometimes they help leg cramps. If still not getting better, then you go back and see a doctor. There are medication that helps in leg cramps, but that has to be prescribed by the doctor. But I would first want to check whether the blood pressure pill that's causing the issue, you know, whether that's the, the problem. If not, whether electrolytes are a disturb, uh, causing issues or not try the supplements first. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's a free clinic today, so give us a call on zero three nine five four three double three double three, or drop us a voice note or a question on our DG Light line at 016-510-8888. Now, May has a very interesting question. She wants to know which rice is the healthier alternative, regular rice, brown rice, basmati rice, or parboiled rice. So many different types of rice. So we'll be discussing that next after Natalie Brulia, next on Light. 
is a light breakfast with Shaz and I've got Dr. Rajbans with us and it's a free clinic and May has this question. Those days I used to take brown rice and I have switched to basmati rice. So I would like to ask Dr. Rajbans which, which type of rice is healthier? Basmati or what? <laughs> Brown rice. Brown rice. Okay, that's a good question. What are your thoughts on this, Dr. Rajbans? Yeah, I mean, they say when you look at rice, you look also at the glycemic index, you know, whether the, how high is the glycemic index. Now, basmati, long grain, less sticky. The less sticky they are, the lower the glycemic index. So, Mm -hmm. they're supposedly better. Brown rice, of course, better than white because white is uh, always, they say, a higher glycemic index. Now, again, it's still rice and also the quantity. So, if you're going to take rice, I would still suggest just a small bowl because you can take basmati or brown rice, but if your quantities are, you know, a huge quantity there, you're still going to increase your calories, you're still going to increase your, you know, the glycemic index. So, both are, I suppose, long grain basmati, they say it's got a lower, mm-hmm. uh, you know, glycemic index. Brown rice is healthier than just normal white rice. The more sticky the rice, the more high the GI, but again, your quantity is important. Yes, what about parboiled rice? Because that's uh, becoming quite uh, popular, yeah? These yeah. They say it's also supposed to be lower glycemic index, but again, I find that people who take parboiled rice still can take a huge quantity and your <laughs> calories will go up. So right. be careful of the quantity, you know, and uh, apart from the type of rice. All right. Well, coming up, Jeffrey has a question about uh, depressions and supplements. If there are any supplements that you could take to combat depression, of course, if you have any questions for us, call us on 039543 We'll be discussing that next here on Light. It's a HealthWise Free Clinic with Dr. Rajbans and uh, Jeffrey has this question. Are there any natural foods or supplements that we can take for depression? Dr. Rajbans? That's a big diagnosis of depression. Depression is actually uh, something very serious. I would never take depression lightly. Now, as far as supplements are control, uh, concerned for treating a disease like depression, I, I don't think so. There's any, any real supplement out there that you should take. You should actually go and see a doctor, you know, mm-hmm. and get that sorted out. Uh, maybe you go and see a psychologist. But if you're just someone who's got a low mood, you know, you get a bit anxious, then you can try things like, you know, chamomile, uh, or valerian or passion flower these are herbs that can help you calm down relax you you can even look at supplements like uh, you know salbutamine salbutamine is a B1 derivative that helps improve your mood it's safe sometimes supplements like B complex magnesium gives you some energy so you you know you feel a bit better but these are more towards uh, relaxing you keeping you calmer helping a bit of your mood but depression is a diagnosis that is I think much more serious and I think if you think you're really depressed then you should go and see a doctor. Yes, a mental health specialist yes, specifically. That's right. yep. All right, when we come back on our HealthWise Free Clinic, we'll be uh, looking at Lily's question about expired probiotics. That's up next here on Light. Is a HealthWise Free Clinic with Dr. Rajbans, and we have a WhatsApp message from Lily. She writes, probiotics if it's expiring May 19th can we still consume it after May and uh, can it be consumed for another three to four months after that I called the product office and that's the reply that they gave is it safe to consume probiotics after expiry no the bottle is new it's not been opened and it's been stored in the fridge what do you think Dr. Rajbans I mean May 19th you still got time and uh, the thing is now the reason they put expiry date is just uh, that maybe it's a guide isn't it? 
Uh, yeah, it's just a guide to, you know, be the efficacy of that supplement or vitamin is not going to be as good as before. Especially pro talking of bacteria, you know, live bacteria, that probably the efficacy will definitely drop. But, you know, a lot of people, we talk in pharma drugs and, uh, you know, these uh, supplements, there's always a six-month rule that maybe right. up to six months you still can. But what I worry is that efficacy of that product might not be as good as, you know, so someone that's not expired. So it shouldn't cause any issues, but whether it's as effective as before, I wouldn't know. So I would start taking because it's still got time. It's mm-hmm. not expired yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you're going to finish it in the next one, two months, it should be okay. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for all the great advice this week. Do you have any last words for us, Dr. Rajbans? Uh, I mean, we are right in the fasting month, so it's good. And, uh, you know, people are, I see, getting the whole traffic has changed. So <laughs> there might be a bit more extra stress here and there. And of course, uh, Raya is coming up. So we just have to be careful that when Raya comes, we don't overindulge ourselves. That's all. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Rajvans. Thank you.